Today's reading is taken from Hebrews 10, verses 19 to 25. A call to persevere in faith. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Great, thank you, Claire, for reading uh, God's word to us this morning, and um, also for Hilary for leading us in prayers of intercession, and, um, and Andrew as well, for the first time leading us in sung worship, and I just want to encourage you both, Andrew and Faith, because um, when people do things for the first time in church, it's pretty nerve-wracking, um, but Andrew, you're just so chilled and lay back and relaxed and I don't think there's any nerves, no butterflies, nothing. So uh, thank you so much for leading. Um, Dave, if we could put the first slide on, that would be great. Thank you. So a while back, really, back in uh, September, October time, I... Uh, wanted to explore with the church these threefold aspects of up, in, and out. And um, we had a whole series of talks on togetherness uh, through the book of Philippians and what it meant to be together in Christ. And it was from that launch pad, from that foundation, that togetherness in Christ, we then had a, a series of talks on togetherness in worship, that upward focus, which it's why it's such a joy that you led worship this morning. It's why it's such a joy that so many have come to dwell um, on a Sunday evening. And by the way, tonight it's at six o'clock. I never gave that announcement. It's six o'clock tonight. Um, but we focus very much on worship, on lifting our hearts and our minds to God uh, as the priority in our life. Seek first the kingdom of God. And that's what we did. And then now I want to, over these next few weeks, uh, think about togetherness in community and Sue I loved your talk I know you're going to do a brilliant talk it just kind of the first first thing that hit me was can a Liverpool fan a Manchester United fan and an Aston Villa fan share food together on the 29th of January in the sports hall that now that is community when we talk about our love not our first love but our love of football together from different teams Church, we are full of a mixture of people with, in one sense, different journeys, different perspectives, different attitudes, and indeed different behaviours. But what it means to break bread together here as God's people in our 
wonderful diversity. That's community. <laughs> and, um, and so this togetherness in community over the next few weeks will go through lots of different themes. I don't know whether you can sh- see those, but it's about, today's about sharing the verse of the year. And then next week will be about, I'm going to do a, a talk about the Trinity. That's either going to excite you or put you off. I don't know, but we're going to get into the heart of God's character as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and what it means to enter into the community of God. And then we're thinking about sharing our gifts in that festival of talents. And then what I'm really excited about too is sharing our cultures and food being at the very heart of that. And sharing in small groups, what we call life groups, but there are many other groups and occasions that people get together in the church. What does that look like? Sharing in Christ-like love and then sharing in hospitality, sharing good news and then John 17. If one, not the pinnacle, but that sense of sharing in unity. So that's where we're going over the next few weeks. But today, we're thinking about the church verse for the year. Wave if you have one of these cards. That would be brilliant. Wave it in the air like you just don't care. Um, I hope everyone's got one of these cards. Has anyone not got one of these cards? Alan, at the back there, you can't be left out. Someone will share their card with you. Um, So these cards have been put together uh, by Martin and uh, done a great job with those. And I'm going to speak into this verse for the year today. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. This is the beginning of what it means to be together in community. So let us. The context really for this verse of the year is the few verses beforehand which starts with the word therefore. And it's a huge word, really, because it's saying that because of the doctrine, the theology, and theology just simply means words about God. I mean, sociology is words about society, and psychology is words about the mind, but theology is words about God. And the writer to the Hebrews uh, just talks about the superiority of Christ as the core doctrine. There is no one higher than Jesus. I love the last song we sang. My goodness. There is no one higher than Jesus. Angels and the spiritual realms and all the other things. Jesus is Lord of all. There's no comparison, no equal, no rival. That song... Well, the writer to the Hebrews would have loved it. And it's because of that doctrine, therefore, because of Christ, the deeds follow. The actions come flowing out of an understanding of who Jesus is, not only before us, but before the whole of creation. He has no rival. He has no equal. He is superior. He is Lord of all. That is our doctrine. That is our theology. Jesus the center. Jesus who is head of the church. Lord of all. The one who is supreme. And because of Jesus, so our actions come tumbling out. Doctrine connects with deeds. 
Therefore, let us. Therefore, because of Jesus, let us. Let us draw near, not drawn near, that's a bad PowerPoint. Let us draw near. I don't know whether you remember a few weeks ago before Christmas, but Chris Maggs, who is one of our preachers in the church, he had a black sheet and he talked about the veil and this sort of separation in the temple between God and humanity. And, and, and in Christ, the veil is torn and there is access to God through Jesus. So our theology is not just about how superior Christ is, but it's through Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life that we have access to God. We can draw near to God because of Christ. Let us draw near. And then the writer of the Hebrews talks about sprinkling, <laughs> cleansing the heart we draw near in faith and in forgiveness, knowing that through the cross, Jesus has forgiven us and set us free, and that's the access route to God. This new year, I don't know whether you watched Jules Holland on uh, New Year's Eve, or whether you had a major party and forgot about Jules Holland, or whether you went to bed at 10 p.m. and just saw the new year in sleeping peacefully. But you probably made a, a desire to do something for the new year, which is new. Well, I want to encourage you this new year and kind of challenge myself to draw ever nearer to God in Christ. Let us hold fast. Let us hold fast unswervingly. Um, you probably won't want to say this, but Paul Chair had a bit of an accident in his car. Uh, he's not hurt too badly. He had a chest, problem with his chest, and I think he's doing all right. But if you can reach out to him and anyone else who's not well and had an accident, please do. But last night, outside of our house, I was about walking the dog about half nine last night. I went out the house, and three cars smashed into each other. And... Uh, one had swerved and the other one had swerved and one had gone to someone else's garden and knocked down their wall and it was an absolute mess. Let us hold fast unswervingly, straight, because of the faithfulness and hope that is in Christ alone. And then it says, the third exhortation, exclamation, is let us consider. Let us is a, is a community phrase. Let us consider how. Often in community, we're about being active and being doers. And I've got to get on and do and do and do. I'm so busy, busy, busy. But beautiful, Christ-like community is also about consideration. It's not just about activity. Pondering, reflecting, pausing, taking stock, being thoughtful, not just acting because it's, you're just acting, but being still and knowing God is with us. Let us, as God's gathered community, consider, pause to be still, to reflect, 
How often are you silent or still or in a place of solitude? I'm quite an active person. I'm a doer. I want to get things done. I want to, I want to enjoy the festival of talents and I want to enjoy food with you all and I want to get on and do this, that and the other and create a, a desk out in the hub and do this, that. But actually God's inviting us as a community into a deeper presence of stillness, of prayer, of being soaked in Scripture, of investing in our relationship with the Lord like never before. Consider how you might this year ahead grow deeper still in Christ. Enjoy the richness of his superiority. Explore again the wonder of his grace. Know the beauty of his forgiveness. Draw near into the presence of Christ. For many of us, we've been Christians so long that we've forgotten the wonder, the mystery, and the majesty, and the beauty of Christ's salvation. We're just Christians because we're just Christians. No, this cannot be. We are invited to, in community, ponder, reflect, pause and consider the beauty of Christ. Once again. That's what this Greek word means. Katanomen. It's a beautiful phrase. It doesn't let us get away with a Christianity that is surface level. It draws us nearer into the depths of God's heart and majesty. Let us, as the community of God's people here at SBC, grow deeper still. Let's consider. And as we are drawn into Christ's presence, and as we consider the doctrine and majesty of Christ... And as we reflect, so we are stirred into action. Some people in this life are activists and then they're reflectors. And other people are reflectors and then they're activists. Some, a bit like the Liverpool and Manchester United fans, are separate. So they're just activists and don't reflect. Or they're just reflectors and never do. (laughs) This is about the two coming together, reflecting and that being the launch pad into doing. And this is what a spur means. Let us come into Christ's presence, consider who Christ is, that we may spur one another on. When I hear the word spur, this is um, my son's girlfriend on her horse. And has anyone ever ridden a horse? I've ridden one for about four seconds and then fell off. But those who are good at horse riding and, um, uh, you know, know how to rightly use a spur. And and they help the horse to go at the right pace, at the right time, uh, in the right direction. 
And it's as if the rider is spurring, encouraging the horse on. And when we grow deeper into a relationship with Jesus, it's not just for personal selfish gain, but when we grow into the richness of Christ, we start to reach out to the other. We start to spur others on. We start to be interested in their journey of faith. We start to be thinking about their needs. We start to be concerned in prayer for others. That's spurring on. And I'm no engineer. There are any engineers in the building, but there's also a way in which spurs are understood in engineering, and that's the picture on your right. The ways in which the cogs, the spurs, the little bits that stick out of the circles connect with other spurs, and they make things move. When we are entering into Christ's presence and consider how we may spur others on, things progress, things change, things go in a direction. But there are other ways in which the language of spurring is used to motivate is one other translation of the scripture. I love this translation. I think it's a new revised standard version. It talks about provoking. That seems a bit not very British. To provoke, to challenge, to unnerve, to tap in a little bit more. There's a great book by a person called Graham Tomlin called The Provocative Church. You'll get that in a sermon series, no doubt, at one point. But the provocative church, when people provoke one another into love and good deeds, the world out there notices something different. That was Sue's message earlier. And another version still, The Voice, talks about inspiring How does your faith in Jesus inspire others? That's what this verse is about. How does your faith in Jesus change others around you? That's what this verse is about. And the one anothering. Over 100 times in the New Testament, the phrase one another crops up. Love one another, forgive one another, show hospitality to one another. And you get the picture, one another, one another, one another. I don't know if you um, like shopping in Aldi. Anyone here like shopping in Aldi? Yeah, I'm a bit of an Aldi convert. Um, This is my trajectory of supermarkets. I went from Waitrose to Sainsbury's to Aldi. And uh, the more kids I had in life, I went from one to the other. <laughs> but that's the point. That, so if you go to Aldi, it's, I'm a, a bit OCD, really. So I'm, I'm, I'm the one who you do not want to be behind in the line at Aldi. I'm the annoying one. So in my tro- trolley, I've got the bags already open. And I turn it around, and the person looks at me behind the till going, no chance. The person on the till, I, get, I see this, they think I'm prepared, and they go quicker, quicker in Aldi, how is that possible? But I just feel like they're just taking the mickey out of me, because they think I'm going to pack it all before I get into my car. Anyway, it's a nightmare, isn't it, really? I love Aldi, I'm not being an Aldi person, bad person, but packing that, your stuff is a, is, is a real challenge. 
And it's like, you know, some things go into the bag and some things drop and then you're a bit embarrassed by the person behind you and, and still the person in the checkout's just got a, a smile on. Well, there's Jumbo. Ever heard of Jumbo? Jumbo is a supermarket chain in Holland. And they have done a new thing. They've got, actually, they've got aisles for people that want to do their shopping slowly. That's a great idea. And actually, the purpose behind Jumbo, the Dutch supermarket, the reason for it is that they have said very clearly, for the elderly, we want them to take their time. But not only for the elderly, for the lonely, we want them to be able to chat to the person behind the till. Wow. One anothering. Thinking of the needs of others. That's what community is about. The Bible knows nothing of solitary religion, says John Wesley. In the early stages of Methodism, he said this. To bring people together, the Bible knows nothing of solitary religion. Wow. Yeah, we don't journey this Christian life on our own. We may be in the slow lane at the supermarket or the fast, but God is with us both. And he moves us towards love and towards good deeds. I love this phrase. I'd rather attend church with messed up people who love God than religious people who dislike messed up people. Ask community. I am, and I'll say this online if it's YouTube, I am messed up. And I don't mind admitting that in community. Because I hope I'm loved even in light of that. And I love this phrase. You might be able to read it. It's very faint. It's by Emma, who's age six, who has her understanding of what love is. She writes... Love is when you're missing some of your teeth, but you're not afraid to smile because you know your friends will still love you even though some of you, some of you is missing. A six-year-old gets it. We, of an older age, still, still need to get it. How can we inspire one another to love and to good deeds. I love this about Sabbath. Rich uh, Velodas, who, a person I'm really reading a lot of at the moment, says Sabbath is one of the clearest signs of the gospel of grace. You intentionally accomplish nothing and God still loves you. <laughs> Such good news. Love and the Sabbath. And in, I would encourage you to be active in this church, but the other part of me wants to encourage you to do nothing. Be present in Christ. And then inspire us towards good deeds. I'm just going to finish on this quote. The church exists not simply as somewhere to, take, to which to take the person seeking after faith. 
but as the supreme means by which God has established that the gospel should be demonstrated in human life and human community. This is the body of Christ. I want to inspire and be inspired towards love and good deeds because I've still got much to learn. I want us as a church to be inspiring and encouraging and motivating and dare I say even provoking one another to love and good deeds. I long for our church to grow deeper into an awareness of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit that we would be deeper in and further out. But I also long for the gospel to be demonstrated among us in a way in which human life and human community are authentic and real and where grace abounds. So, you've got that. I was really demotivated by that image. <laughs> so Martin and I, Martin said me, like, here's four or five examples in images, and I, and I went, well, after a bit of convincing, I went with this one. But it demotivates me. A few years ago, as you know, I had some knee operations, and it meant I could never run again. I used to do the Birmingham Half Marathon, admittedly, badly. I used to play a lot of football, admittedly, badly. But... I've had so many knee operations that I can't run again. Torn meniscus over Christmas and New Year. Not fun. This image does not inspire me. And someone took it on the door this morning and said, it's not inspiring me either, I'm not a runner. I get it. But actually, and I want to end here, it's not about the runner It's about the hands that are clapping either side as he runs. It's about the fuzzy foreground. And that's the opportunity for you and me to be people that clap others on. This church to be a community of encouragement, inspiring and provoking love and good deeds. That's what it's about. Amen.